It's Tabletop Time. I'm Jen. I'm Rob. I'm Jazza. And winner of the 1993 award for Most Hair on a Baby. That's <laughs> me. That's, That's me. Amazing. I did win that award. That's a prestigious award. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> oh, no. I'm having a vision. A glorious vision of a wonderful sponsor, World Anvil. <laughs> Go check out worldanvil.com slash Ironspire, sponsor of Ironspire, the campaign, season one. They've been a huge support. Um, Ironspire is your go-to place for world building. So go check it out. This is the storyteller screen. So this is the back end of what the uh, narrator sees. So I can go over to the NPC list and click on, let's say, let's say Lilith here, for example, go to her stats and other stuff. Super helpful for the, on the back end. On the front end, if you're enjoying Ironspire, you can really sink your teeth into it, both the players and viewers alike. So if you have an audience and you want to share your campaigns, make an Ironspire account and page. You can use it for your streams. It's super cool. So if you go to itstabletoptime.com slash, Sunday, you will be directed to this page. You can check out our maps and our timelines, which I've meticulously built for you guys to enjoy. Thank you all so much for home demonstrating our world. <laughs> it's really fun, and we're actually building it out. The encyclopedia. Oh, we have to add. We have to add the crown worm one. That was a patron little preview, so we've got to add that in there. But you can add all sorts, and I've got a bestiary building out here, including art and all sorts of cool stuff. So you can go check that out. Um, and to your heart's content, there's a lot there for you to sink your teeth into. And further to that, the maps are my favorite thing. The uh, Some people have asked actually where these maps are from, and they're not from a map generator. I actually commissioned these from a, a long-time uh, community member, Claymore Concepts, who used to do some awesome oh. fan art and contribute. Uh, I commissioned him for the official Iron Spy maps. So uh, you'll see this world map and then the... Um, the Great Our Map were both commissioned, but there are loads of map builders you can use out there and some affiliated uh, that come with deals with World Anvil uh, that you can then create these awesome dynamic maps. And our players, as you can see, if I show my small regions and locations, our players began here in Felton and have travelled through Felbrook. They spent a night in the edge of this forest here and then crawled their way through and we're spending our first day in Iron Eye. So we're about to jump into that role play. But before we do, I just wanted to thank our sponsor, World Anvil. Go check it out with worldanvil.com slash Ironspire. You can get 40% off of all of their subscription memberships. You, you can get any 12-month membership, 40% off, which is their highest level of discount. Um, and depending on your needs, they can cater to all of them and more. So go check it out. And thank you to World Anvil for sponsoring us. Woo! Woo! Good, good. That was very good read. Thank you very good much. Work. There was no script. He that was just that was from the heart. It's true. When when you speak from the heart, the revelations flow. Sorry, I'm really enjoying my prophecies. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's jump into chapter eight. Oh my god! Uh, player recaps. Let's go. Let's start with Catalina. I knew you were going <laughs> to. We were we were at Lilith's, Lilith's place. Um, in the jungle, and we all stayed the night there. Um, and I had a horrible night's sleep, unfortunately, so didn't didn't have a great day. Um, and we decided to travel into town, um, mm-hmm. and we found ourselves at an impassable river, so we had to hitch another way in, and we got a little bit messed up, unfortunately. But we <laughs> did make it onto the road, uh, heading, I believe, into... Felbrook? Iron Eye? No, Iron Eye. Iron Eye. That one. Yeah. Awesome. 
Rob, do you want to tell us Brick's perspective of the last episode? Brick and a little savage. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're backwards. you got it backwards right now. Brick and a little savage headed into the wood to find food and sustenance for the party. We encountered uh, some hairy Dracow again. Uh, after a brief scuffle, I tried to make one of them a pet, but uh, it wasn't going to work out, so I had to put it out of its misery. And we headed back to the party with three wolves and a deer. Cool. I think you guys still have the the pelt. You can figure out what to do with those. Uh, the little girl said she was letting them dry out. So we might have to return later to make a nice fancy wolf hat for me. <laughs> you did have, I just want to bring up, you did have a, an interaction with Lilith to a level that Brick hasn't really been confronted with uh, his slave status that brutally before. It was an interesting character moment. So what did Brick take away from that interaction? Is there the anything is there anything bubbling is there anything bubbling under under the surface there? Brick would rather not talk about it just yet. <laughs> he is still pondering. <laughs> okay. All right. And then last but not least we have Delvin. Let's share your experience. Well, I set myself up for a pretty crappy day when I fell asleep next to the fire and then overcooked myself. <laughs> then I had a bath for a while and ate. And that was the last good thing that happened until the evening. After I got my ass handed to me by some twigs, climbing over some crap, uh, a bloody bridge that fell down, and some water that made us want to cross it, but unfortunately none of us can swim too good. Well, except me, I'm 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 a very good swimmer for a barrel, but I didn't want to leave anyone behind. So anyway, uh, look, it was a long day, it was a hard day, but there was a good bed and a bit of ale at the end of the road when we finally got to Iron Eye. Where you've been staying at the Sheepskin Inn. So we pick up in the morning. Uh, what time does everyone expect that they'll be waking up? I've had a long day. I'm going to have a bit of a sleep in, I think, today and get up around 10 or so. Mm-hmm. How about you, Catalina? Do you have any sort of rituals you it, want to... <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so what um, are you thinking? I'm thinking not first flight because I had such a crappy sleep the night before. So probably like 8 o'clock-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So you're up early-ish mm-hmm. and you jump into any sort of activity? Yes. Uh, who am I staying with? You'll have a room of your own. Um, Great. Next door to... Uh, there's sort of this configuration that over the a few nights you guys have had an inn or a place to stay. You've generally gone to try and have a room of your own. Medela has, has often been paired with Brick or Delvin. Okay. Um, otherwise, but mainly to sort of be watched over or whatever, but... You're, you're, you seem to quite like your privacy. Yep. Beautiful. Okay, then I will wake up and I will start tuning my harp. Tell me what you play to. I want to play... Wonderwall. Yes. No, I'm going to play um, maybe a tune or a ballad that's reminiscent of my hometown. Mm-hmm. Like something that, like a lullaby or something that... Everyone would know what that is from um, Thanissia. Great. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Some classic Thanissian tunes. Yeah, because I'm missing, I'm missing home a little bit. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Do you want to make a three dice roll? Oh, no. Nothing. Oh. Uh, you're a little out of practice. <laughs> now, how much mana do you actually have? In uh, I had three from Okay. Mars. So you haven't... Uh, oh, no, you have lost one point of mana. Cool. So with a failed roll, without anything replenishing it, 
and after a amount of time has passed, if you don't have a good any sort of good focus, if you got one success, you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at this stage, I'm going to say you're you're a little out of practice. The exhaustion, the travel, and uh, you weren't in your focused mode. You lose one mana just because it's either adding or removing usually. Beautiful. I'm going to get Delvin to roll one dice. I won't necessarily say I failed. Did you have one left? I think you did. I did. Yeah. So roll one. A fail won't necessarily mean you lose that mana, but it will count towards you. Okay. So you're all good. I've got to say it'll be pretty bloody hard to hold on to mana if I can lose it 50-50 every morning. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's definitely an overtime thing. Yeah. So like... Uh, I'm feeling fresh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Now... Further to that, so that's there is a my mechanic. Dice is it's mana. Hey, bloody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's slightly <laughs> creeping in, isn't it? Speaking of, there are, there's a new mechanic that I've decided to introduce with magic um, that either or both of you can utilize when wanted. So at the moment, the way magic has been working is it's a vocation and a skill. And to use the magic abilities, you have to have the amount of vocation points as you have then in the skill or like. You know, that is your cap. But then you're using the skill points to create spells, per se. Um, however, magic can be used... Uh, the vocation can be used as an, as an assist. So what I'm going to be, uh, basically introduce as a mechanic is that any class of magic has one particular thing it can assist with and you can roll your number of vocation dice or your mana pool. So in your case, currently it's two. So you can roll two dice to assist any wins add to uh, you sort of declare the amount of wins you're going for so you say i want to assist and in your case your magic is shape emotion you can assist persuasion okay any time interesting right all right so if you want to assist persuasion you can say i'm going to go for a plus one or plus two assist mm-hmm. a plus two is riskier if you only have two mana because it means if one of the dice fails you lose one mana but you get plus two wins win or fail of your dice it's just the mana burn that is at risk okay but you can say okay i'm going to assist with plus two you roll let's say this is my assist uh one succeeds so i lose one mana but i get plus two wins on my persuasion right i understand yep cool um and delvin that's me i'm gonna give you so the way yours will work i'm gonna say you can assist Perception to magic-related things. Okay. And you can also assist against magic used against you. So let's oh. say there's if someone happens to have some sort of illusion magic or something like that, you can make that roll the same roll, and the amount of wins you get will be reduced from their victory levels against you. Cool. So you sort of have like a resistance to magic. I like it. I'm just giving you that. As your character's slowly getting used to what's happening within them um, as something you as a player can sort of utilise. All right. So you've gone about your heart practice. Um, Rick, when do you wake up? Uh, Ideally just before Medela does. She's exhausted, so she'll be sleeping quite late. Then I will also sleep quite late. Okay, cool. So Catalina, you've got a bit of a free run for maybe an hour or so. Uh, is there anything else you want to do or are you just going to um, wait for the party to get up? No, I'll just wait for everyone to get up. Okay. Early, early in the morning, something positively happens. happens. I'm, I'm just sort of 
that was a destiny roll to sort of see the circumstances under which an attempt takes place. You are going to, Brick, have to make a perception check. I'm going to give you... That's what the destiny roll was to sort of basically see your level of awareness and capability here. Again, quite neutral. So I'm going to give you a negative... One to your perception check against someone else's stealth check. Oh, oh come on! They got five, five successes. successes. <clears throat> All right, make a perception roll. You can't. Oh, you I literally won. got the opposite roll. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You uh, fall much more deeply into sleep than you would have. The first time. Felt should be right for a bodyguard. And you start to come to, you start to wake up around when you might expect Medela might, and at this stage it's later. So let's say it's nine in the morning. You wake up without your glasses on. What does Brick do as he realises this is the case? His, his failing glass protection from the bright sunlight as the day begins. <clears throat> Are the blinds closed? Yeah, it's dim in the hallway. Uh, but there's starting to be a bit, little bit of movement. Without your glasses, it's minus one perception. But it's dark. Hence, it's not dark. It's like, you know, the hallway in the morning and in, you can walk around and see. So I'm going to give you minus one to perception because it's not night. It's not a cave. <laughs> I mean, I look for my glasses. You don't see them. They're nowhere to be found around you. How does Brick feel right about now? (laughs) Angry. Yep. Medela sort of, you hear hear these small footsteps coming to the door and she walks out. Looks at you surprised. Brick. What? Are you not ready for the day? I am ready, mistress, but something has happened to my glasses and I, I, I cannot see properly. I've never seen you, or I believe any Phalanchul, without their glasses. We often do not take them off as it is too bright for us. By chance, do you know where they are? She slowly shakes her head, but you can see her curiously looking at your beady black eyes, little too sunken, more than expected, sort of around the outside. You know that feeling you get when you see someone who normally wears glasses and takes them off and they look like a different person? This is like that times 10. Like, it's very odd. It's almost like the creature behind the glasses or potentially person is more visible. So she's never really seen you before like this. I do not wish to ask it of you, but are you able to visit our companions and ask if they have seen them? Of course. Um, Yes, of course. And she walks off and goes and gently knocks on Catalina's door. I'll open the door. Uh, I trust you rested well? Yes, feeling much better. Brick has lost his glasses. I'm afraid he cannot see very well without them. Well, things are too bright. The failing glass, it blocks much of the sunlight. Hmm. Have you seen them? 
Uh, no, I've I've been in my room all morning. Um, look, maybe we should wake Delvin and uh, see what we can do. Yep. So the group goes, knocks on Delvin's door. Cool. Not me. I'm still in the room. Yep. Yep. There's a bit of shuffling and a tired and disheveled looking Delvin drags himself to the door, but not before you hear the movement of fabrics and bags opening and um, the door is pulled open and you see Delvin and he appears to be wearing almost as if he's just been undressed and has thrown on like the biggest overcloaks and baggiest clothes. He looks up with tired eyes. What time is it? Oh, God, the sun's bright. Catalina, hello, good morning. Oh, and he kind of like straightens his clothes up a little bit, trying to... <clears throat> Can I help you this morning? Uh, it appears that Brick has uh, lost his glasses, unfortunately. You wouldn't happen to know where they've gone? No idea. Uh, give me a minute, I'll sort myself out. And he takes five... And Delvin comes out slightly differently dressed to how he usually is. He has similar elements. He still has this little Dublay thing. Um, but you make a marked note that his attire, while still bearing all of the same traits of being baggy and sort of uh, self-conscious in its appearance, uh, definitely seems to fit more at home with the fashion styles of those in Greydale. It's a little bit more tailored to... Uh, their manner of living and their style of clothing than the barrow and clothes. I might get you to make a, an infiltration check to just sort of see how effectively cool. that might be perceived through the day. Um, it's not really a disguise or anything. No, it's no, just, it's just it's like how, how at home amongst the Graydon people do you look? Yeah, no, that's fine. It would have been something like a challenge level two or something. Like it's like wearing clothes. And, it's, yeah, it's just their style of know, clothes. Yeah. Um, oh, they probably if don't usually like wear If you like failed miserably, you would have looked like a, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I come out and I head, Delvin sort of with a bit of a swagger heads over to Brick's room and gently knocks on the door and then pushes it open, seeing it ajar. Mm-hmm. All right, big boy, what's the problem? I seem to have misplaced my glasses and I cannot see properly. Uh, did you take them off then? No. You I didn't take them off and you can't find them? I woke up and they were gone. Delvin's eyes narrow. I'd like to make a perception check to see if there's any signs that someone's broken into the room. Make a perception check. Challenge level three. I don't know, man. They were pretty stealthy. <laughs> they were very stealthy. Four In fact, the challenge level will be their stealth check. Which you got was... four, they got five. Um, for a destiny point, um, I'll give it to you. No. Okay. You don't know. It, look, the, you have, there's no sign of a break-in. All right. I'm sorry, they got a very good roll. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, you don't see any sign of break-in or any kerfuffle? But Bricks just lost his glasses. I'm going to take four successes and I'm going to play it. Delvin basically looks around and says effectively that there's no signs of any break-in, which means they were good. If you're sure you didn't take him off or lose him, which I doubt you did. You know he wouldn't have misplaced his glasses. leave my side or my person. So we got to go bite him back then. I'm afraid I will not be much use out of this room. 
Everyone roll a perception check. Challenge level three. Five successes. Oh, nice. Good checks to both Delvin and Catalina. Brick, you get minus one. Hello. <laughs> Three. Three. Okay. Mainly because this is more audible than visual. Um, Brick is a little more distracted, but otherwise there's a little bit of... The, the outside sounds a little different. There's um, There's some sort of whispers and excited titters and a few, like, chuckles. Um, outside the front of the inn, not in the building itself. <clears throat> All right, Delvin just beelines, turns, and walks straight towards. Because I go to five. Do I hear anything with five? Because there's like a light hint of what it's about. Yeah. Okay. What? What do I get? A you taste you of- hear you hear some boisterous sort of jostling and like, you know, some some laughs and someone who sounds like they're showing off. Okay. So I, you leave? Yeah, I head okay. downstairs straight for it. I'm going to turn to Brick and say, do you wish for Medela to stay with you or should she come with us? Uh, she can go with you. I will be along shortly. Helena's a little taken back because this is the first time she's surprised you'd said that. I mean, I can't see anything. <laughs> so I'm guessing he feels kind of like... Vulnerable. Know, yeah, vulnerable, he's like... And being... he can't do his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Medela, is that okay with you? Uh, yes. She looks pretty concerned, like, is my bodyguard, like, incapable now? <laughs> In this new and scary place? Let's, uh, let's go talk to the innkeeper. Maybe they've seen someone come in. You head downstairs. Innkeeper's nowhere to be seen. There's just mm-hmm. a couple of, you know, people serving breakfast. Now, it's a pretty quiet inn. But outside the doors, you can see through the sort of old and frosted glass and all, you know, there's a, there's a silhouette of a group not too near the door that there will be immediately in front of you when you open it up, but sort of a, you know, four, four or five metres away sort of hanging around on some crates and whatnot. So <coughs> Delvin's beelining outside. Are you looking for the innkeeper? Or are you yeah, following? I'm going to go around and ask if there was an innkeeper or who was okay. on night duty if anyone was. Okay. Do you, you ask that first while Delvin's yeah, going to the door? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, they just answer with like confusion. Um, no, you, uh, there's guards all the time walking around. Is, is, has something happened? And she looks across to Delvin, ch- marching at the doors. Uh, one of my companions has misplaced something. We believe it may have been taken. We're just trying to find some answers. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And the doors open. Mm-hmm. There's seven people. Mm-hmm. All sort of standing around together and laughing and like one person in the middle with like, you know, one too many buttons undone sort of like looks over as the door opens and he sort of turns back and ignores. Cool. And Go then on. he double takes actually. Um, It seems that you were a face he, he might have expected. Mm. Seven people. Now I will point out that there are, Destiny roll, 13, in favour of the players. There are two grey guards. Mm-hmm. There might normally be more, but it's earlier in the morning mm-hmm. and maybe just the routes are sort of shifting or whatever. There's one immediately outside the inn and so we're walking around a little curiously sort of stopping mm-hmm. to hear what the group's talking about and one sort of visually but not in the immediate vicinity. But a group of seven people sort of, the, the talking sort of quiets a little bit as they slowly shift their attention towards the open door. 
Cool. I walk straight up to their group. Just stride forth. Morning. Morning. You're uh, you're with that group of outsiders, aren't you? I wouldn't say I'm an outsider, Delvin says. Would you like me to make a deception roll? Yes. Uh, three, three successes. All right, this is his perception roll. One, two, oh, three, four. four. God damn. I, I, I don't want to complain about dice, but let's be honest. I can't roll dice. <laughs> I roll under average on every yeah. dice roll. And when I do roll hard, it's like everything's a success. It's the, Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. he, he leans forward, looks you up and down and says, Your fancy clothes don't fool anyone. You're an outsider through and through. It's under the skin. It's like you can smell it. All it right. smells like cave mold and bat shit. Oh, that hurt. If I hadn't eaten so much bat shit in my time, I'd be offended. I guess you got me. But uh, look, here's the thing. You're the one what stole my friend's glasses. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Deception... Two. two. Challenge level two to your perception. Okay. Uh, you got four. four. You know he's lying. He's looking at you like holding back a big grin with like, and there's a couple of big guys around him, a couple of other, but he's gathered a group of capable looking friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's confident enough to not actually worry too much about covering his tracks here. So what's your goal with it? You're going to... Look, I know that thing you didn't steal, but if you hypothetically didn't steal something like that, would you be planning on selling it or... um? Oh, hypothetically? Hypothetically, I wouldn't have a problem. Let's say I found something like that, returning it to the poor soul who was clumsy enough to misplace it. If only, of course, that person were to walk away from my town and leave Graydon territory. Yes. You see... Ooh, we went for the same word. That's, <laughs> we must be destined for each other. I have no problem with you. I can tolerate Barrowans. I can barely tolerate Thanissians. But one with his stink and hers, they ain't welcome here and you'll find it's going to get... A little more unfriendly the further in you get. So I highly suggest you convince your friend to go the way they're meant to go. Away from my people. And he's at this point he's sort of like straightening up and a few other people are like strengthening their poses. I very open posture and very open gesture to the group. And I'm like, have any of you ever actually um, met a Phelan call before? A couple of them look at each other and sort of nod. The others sort of look like more scared of the idea of them but because the problem i've got here see is that um you've pissed him off and you you're very bold to assume that i a baron have any fucking way of controlling what he does and my problem here is that like we all know what the end of these situations is and i'm not confident that if he comes down here all angry like that um all of you are going to be alive at the end of that no I'm not threatening you. I'm just saying you probably bring him down with your pokers. You probably kill him, right? He's one man. But how many of you are willing to die for some fucking glasses and some, well, thinly veiled racism? 
at this point he's sort of slowly risen and he's standing up face mm-hmm. to face. He's a he's a couple of inches taller than you, hmm. and he's sort of sneering at this point. The uh, the facade has dripped away as you've spoken. At this point, is Catalina <laughs> doing yeah. anything? I'm going to come out and say, "Gentlemen, do we have a problem here?" Looks at you a little. Uh, with a little derisiveness in that bucket. He's more racist towards you than me, apparently. <laughs> he doesn't like the Nissians either. Yeah. Um, I hear where you're coming from, but the funny thing is I would die for my country. I would die to keep out the filth that's infesting our streets subtly, disgustingly over time. This was once a beautiful place. Now we've got no control over it. Our economy's taken a hit and the entire freaking world is... smellier. I'm here to clean things up a little bit and... I think I'm doing everyone a favour to just put everyone back in the place that they're meant to be. You're welcome to go back to the caves. You're even welcome to be here. It's a trading town after all, but... He looks over at (laughs) Catalina... Just because you're confident enough to boss your other girls around doesn't mean you can come into my place and boss me around. And just because you have big, lumpy men following you around, (laughs) a big lump of a man following you around, who can hit harder, doesn't mean he has a right to do so in my town. Or our town, eh, lads? And they all go, hey, hey! And they're, like, looking like... And there's at this point, the grey guard off behind is sort of standing there with his arms folded letting this happen mm-hmm. okay um, can I destroy the bed sheets to fashion some type of hat and eye covering I'm going to get you to make a perception uh, oh, not a perception uh, ooh. doesn't need to be good that will be an infiltration roll what no not an infiltration roll <laughs> no <laughs> That's a silly request, uh, <laughs> suggestion. I, it would be a sort of an engineering check, so I'll just get you to make an uh, intelligence-based roll. It, so a base three plus intelligence modifier. Oh, yay. <laughs> Challenge level two. <laughs> oh, he's done it. You got oh, it, yeah. Yay. So you've got these sort of cream bed sheets that you've sort of you know, poked some holes in. You are wrecking... Re- no, I wasn't in... Like, I'm assuming wrapping. they're thin enough that I that they'll let light through. Maybe not see perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, You're like protecting when you put your eyes from, like, burning in the sun. And yeah, yeah, it's all right. Can I make so, out figures? Yeah. That guy is fucked. <laughs> oh, you're still upstairs and you didn't hear, right? No, I okay. did. But I would like to do that and then head okay. downstairs. You, ha- you, um, you won't, your eyes won't be injured or anything. Um, but, yeah, you have the negative one to perception and you look silly. So... Cool. <laughs> um, well, um, a group of seven people and a grey guard standing off to the side. And by this stage, I'm going to roll a destiny. Uh, that's 11. The other grey guard's sort of mm. not paying much attention. Well, um, Catalina, I think our dear friend here has made his position clear. He's, um, <clears throat> he's claimed what don't belong to him, and uh, that's fine. I don't, I, I don't think uh, you're interpreting where I'm coming from. I'm trying to be fair here and give you a proper opportunity. 
I have a feeling as to where they might be. So um, how about I go off and have a look for them, shall I? Give you guys a hand and uh, maybe we'll chat same time tomorrow. And uh, if I happen to find them and if you happen to uh, go about your merry way and where you came from, let's say, um, metaphoric, I know what's the word you used. Um, hypothetically. 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 hypothetically they might end up back in your hands. And everyone goes about as they were. Well, I just, um, I just was, I agree you're being very fair, sir. I'm just uh, explaining the situation to my Thanissian colleague. Um, they don't quite understand things as simply as what you were putting them. So I'm just translating for you. Um, so what he's saying is that basically he wants us to leave and he doesn't like you and he doesn't like Brick. And um, and I thought maybe, and then De- De- Delvin drops a little bit and gives like his eyes flatten off in a way where a little bit of jovial just disappears as he looks at Catalina and he says, maybe you might want to try convincing them very flatly, very strangely that he says it that way. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, okay. I'm going to start by reading his emotions. Yeah. Challenge level one with your two dice. <clears throat> I feel bad that you lost the dice now. Yep, nailed it. So what did you do? Read his emotions to start off with. Now, uh, yeah. uh, do I just feel something happen? I know I, I'm not... not, Roll not, it. not you I'm can... Not, I'm not delving, but I'm saying, like... Because <laughs> <laughs> what I'm guessing is that, like, for me to even know I can grab something, I'd have to at least get a trace feeling of... A, a waft, a smell, or something. I'm right? going to give to you because you instigated that mm. a glimmer. Just as washes just, yeah. through you, just briefly, and it, uh, so I'm not trying to detect or understand. You or, felt or a familiar feeling like this feeling, before, yeah. similar to the the trinket that briefly caught your attention that you sort of yeah. moved away from and forgot. Not even that strong because you yeah. aren't focusing this ethereal thing yeah. within you. Um, just seeing, but yeah, yeah, it's like like a little, almost like that feeling people say they get when a ghost walks through them or whatever, but fainter. But Dull yeah, there's smile. there's something you can yeah that you might notice. Um, like a wave, uh, it hits Catalina. She reaches out and opens up to the emotional um, elements in front of her, and it's palpable this thick disgust and hatred. A couple of people, very richly with fear as the core element of that. Um, It's a hatred and it's a visceral anger, but deeper down at its core, there's there's a huge amount of fear and vulnerability. Um, But this man in the middle is smug, um, proud, and you can feel him not letting go. Uh, He's not going to flinch. You also feel, with that role, you've got two successes, it's a little further reaching than this group. That grey guard behind you, you feel the pulse of that sort of come from him, the same sort of disdain and refrain. And then even from, you notice a couple of windows, a similar feeling. So okay. this group is a symptom, not necessarily a, a, soul, a, a standalone cause. Okay. Um, I want to try and shift the emotions of mm-hmm. the smug guy. Okay. Um, just trying to find my thing. What I'm going to give you mm-hmm. 
challenge level two to soften the smug guy's emotions. Challenge level two to soften the rest of the group's emotions. So you know his emotion is so far more palpable and there's so much more resting on it. It would be a much more difficult task. But you also have a gauge of everyone's emotions in this, especially with that role, Mm -hmm. that you could leave him a, a little smug and like standing on his own with his more intense emotions if need be. So you could, or you could attempt both. It's entirely up to you. You could use a destiny point to re- retain a positive role in either direction as well. Yeah. Okay. I definitely want to do that, especially if I'm only rolling two dice. Yeah. Um, so we'll do with him first. Yep. Um. <clears throat> now, are you going to role play talking to him to be persuasive here or are you just going to go and they're just like, they look at you and all of a sudden... <laughs> I'm happy to role play it depending obviously on yeah, sure. what the result is. So challenge level two, two Failed. successes. So you feel uh, you, this shape of this visceral disdain, this hatred and pride, and you gently pull it down. And you actually, as you do this, and you, we'll talk through the role play in a second, but you, you, feel, um, you feel it as you see it a little bit too. Did you want to roll for the group as a whole as well? Sure. This is probably going to go awful. Yep. That was two failures. So you can use a destiny point and you'll keep one I point of mana. absolutely use a destiny point. But then you still aimed for a two, you still got a two. So you still shape that. Um, you just have one mana left. Yep, that's fine. So the whole group. And this is... Uh, you sure you don't want to roll? You check, Delvin? No. Okay. All right. So, this is some of the finest work you've done, Catalina, especially now that you're very conscious of your abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a surgeon, you manipulate the emotions of this very intense group of emotion, this, these people in the centre, even slightly peripherally. Um uh, but your focus, your clear focus and priority is this central character. Um, and you you pull him down and you pull the rest down around it, but you, that's where you start to lose a little bit of your efficiency and your magical abilities. Yep. Um, role play out how you address them. Uh, sir, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. My companions and I were only here for business. And then we intend to leave. Or oh, just business. You must understand that we have a young one travelling with us and she has lost everything. This world, this town that you're in, it's so enclosed to everything that's happening outside of these walls. To lose everything for her could happen to any one of you. That is why we're here. And that is why we do not intend to stay. We merely wish to trade and pass through. He looks really annoyed that you actually tugged on his heartstrings in a way he moments ago would have never, never let anyone do, except that there was a little more to what enabled that to happen. And the whole group at this point, a couple of them are sort of like, you know, looking like, oh, you know, even one of them says, little girl, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, especially from the way that some of their emotions respond to what you're doing, that some of them have kids. So they're sort of you leaning into that and seeing how you can use that. 
He takes a big, deep breath. You feel the pride swell in him as he doesn't want to look like a backtracker a week in front of his companions. He looks around and sees them second-guessing, and you feel that this is more of a surface-level statement from his part. It's like... I, I, I don't let her get to you just because she's a sweet talker. Remember, she's a Thanissian politician after all. Like, she looks you, he looks you up and down. But you can tell that a lot of that was actually sort of, he was trying to convince himself unsuccessfully as well. Mm-hmm. He looks considering and looks back at Delvin. And I'm, I'm going to say at this point, <laughs> Brick probably walks out. You haven't got any of this context, right? Yeah. So you walk out with a sheet over your face and pissed. Yeah. All right. With my weapon. With your weapon. Um, Del- <laughs> Delvin looks at the guy and and says, and besides, I I worry that that big guy's the only thing that stops, you know, people preying on the little girl. That uh, I think you proved your point, didn't you? That big lug. And I gesture to him kind of, dazedly look out into the sky with your hands. It's got a sheet, a first, sheet wrapped yeah. around his head. <laughs> and then I'm like, you already proved you're better than him. You emasculated him with one pair of glasses, mate. Look at him. And he's looking proud like at his mate. It's like, yeah, I did. He ain't so tough. <laughs> As this seven foot tall beefcake walks towards the group. Um, As he's approaching, so you're still a couple of metres away. He goes, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And from his back pocket, he pulls out some glinting, shining gold and failing glass glasses. I'll make a truce with you lot. I encourage you to take it because things could go sour in these lands, in these parts. There are people with unfortunate feelings about your kind. <clears throat> Do your work in a day. Be gone tomorrow morning, or there'll be more of us, and we'll be more angry. Let this be a warning to you. We know where to strike and where it hurts. And he hands to Delvin as boom, 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 yep. Brick stumps towards the group. Uh, Brick. <laughs> what, what have I seen? Is it good? You walk out. There's a group of seven people looking sort of like begrudging. I probably can't make facial expressions though. No, but you don't see them, you don't see their silhouettes like standing strong or aggressive. And you know postures. So you you read enough to know that there's not a fight about to break out and that Catalina and Delvin are talking earnestly with them as you approach this whole group and that has happened. You don't. You don't really catch anything audibly that's said. Aside from you do, you will have noticed that. I'll make get you to make a perception check. Actually, challenge level two. Oh my God! I swear to God, if I don't do this, yeah, five. So, <laughs> that was a good roll. You even heard the tail end of the conversation. You hear the sort of veiled threat, but the uh, reluctant sort of agreement to let you all go about your way for the day and you see him hand your glasses back to Delvin. And they all slowly turn their heads to brick. Thank you, stranger, for finding my glasses. You truly do have a lovely town and I cannot wait to see more of it. (laughs) 
they don't say anything. They just like gaze at the sheet that spoke to them. <laughs> I hand um, brick the glasses. Just put put kind of half put them in your hand, making sure you know you've got them. And I say brick. Um, yes, very nice of the cleaners to find that, isn't it? Um, maybe you should pop them on inside, and we'll be in with you. Very well. I will go it with the little mis- mistress. And once Brick steps inside, I turn and I say, You've got a deal. Tomorrow morning, we're gone. They nod and they all... Um, And he sort of turns back and he says, I suggest some in the direction they came. Otherwise others might have a problem with it. And they walk off. Just let them think what they think. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Is, is there anyone... Now, as soon as the grey guy move on... Uh, every, there's, like, this tension that very quickly, weirdly, sort of dissipates as the group disbands and just sort of goes about their way. The grey guard sort of, like, turns back away from the direction and even some people peeping out the window sort of lose interest. I, uh, I tend to delve in and they say, well, that went better than last time. I take a step in very close to her and then I say, and now I know your trick and smile. <laughs> Trick? Don't play coy. What are you talking about? (laughs) Catalina takes a step back thinking you've just gone insane. I'm just like, if you don't know your magic, girl, you're fooling yourself. I saw you use it. Now let's go inside. I kind of like chase after you. Obviously, mm-hmm. you completely ignore me. Yep. <laughs> what does Catalina think about that? Uh, no one's ever called you out on it. These were internal thoughts you had and you were sort of coming to terms with them. Yeah, I think that having something like uh, an ability like emotion, it's probably harder than saying someone that can make plants yeah, appear. Yeah, of course. So for her, it's something that she's just kind of always had. So for someone to call it as yeah. magic is a bit like, what are you talking about? I've just been really persuasive with people, but... But she's starting to sort of notice a shift. Like last time yeah. it went so bad and this time went really well. So it's kind of a bit like, oh, she's second yeah. guessing herself now. Yeah. she And mm. certainly after that experience in particular, no one is that persuasive yeah. that with the little you said and the little they know of you, that they would have so thoroughly and quickly changed their minds uh, and handed the glasses back. So, mm. yeah, that's a interesting sort of spotlight on that from Delvin. Mm. Medela sort of comes down the stairs and sort of she's waiting for Brick to return, who I'm assuming Yeah, you I'm assuming your... if I went inside, I'd put my glasses back on. Ah, there's the Brick I know. You look so different without your glasses on. It is rare that we take them off. I am, I am sorry for misplacing them. All is forgiven. Um, try not to lose them again. I need my, I need my Brick. <laughs> She sort of like chuckles. Um, I'm going to take the bed sheets from you and pass them to an innkeeper and be like, sorry. <laughs> so they're like sort of scratching their head a little bit. You know, uh, breakfast is always uh, already served. That was part of your sort of, you know, lodging. Uh, so there's a nice sort of meal waiting for you all to sort of mm-hmm. enjoy uh, as you prepare to set about your journeys. Now, what do, what do you all discuss over breakfast, your plans for the day? Because you are here, um, you know, for the day unless you decide to move on today. But it is pointed out by Medela. I saw um, from a distance 
out the window. Some different carriages and carts, perhaps. Perhaps if there was a way that travelling could be safer and easier with something like that. Is this a place we could acquire something? I'm sure I could pay for it. I think that that's probably a very good idea, Medela. A carriage would be good. Mm. I was thinking about it myself and not having to lighten my pockets to the point that they're, well, empty. Sounds pretty good. Wasn't there... Oh, yes, the girl from the forest. The bow. I suppose we're doing some buying today. Let's go to the markets. Hopefully there there'll be enough grey god that aren't racist assholes that they decide they won't be trying to pick a fight with us. Yeah, so we also saw um, Beckett travel into town on horse too. It's probably best to find out where he is or what the message was that he was trying to give. If you want a sleuth like that, sure. Well, I don't know if I uh, am particularly sleuthy in this town, unfortunately. Perhaps you would be better suited to the job. What makes you think I can sleuth? I kind of point to what happened outside. They don't like me very much, it seems. As you sort of say that, uh, you know, the final helping of breakfast is sort of being served and some plates being picked up as the server sort of says, oh, don't mind them, they're assholes. You're welcome in my town, but, you know, do be careful. You do stand out like a sore thumb, the lot of you, and uh, I wouldn't want my guests to be treated poorly. You won't find that here, but take care. I say thank you. Sure, clears up and takes the plates back. <clears throat> Um, I have to say, Brick, did you know what was going on out there? I must admit I went out there looking for blood. But what made you change your mind? Hmm. Yourself and Kat seemed to have it under control, and when they arrived you would receive my glasses back. I guess I guess I didn't expect so much tact I thought well you surprised me Brick you keep surprising me and you seem to like to convince yourself that you're just a tool there's a lot more going up going on up there than you give yourself credit for best not to seem the monster they believe I am (laughs) sage words and definitely wise words that speak to more than just a servant or a slave. Medela stands up, so looks you in the eyes and says, I want to go shopping. She looks uh, excited to see the curious things. Delvin leans down slightly, so he meets her with eye level. And then he says, well, I want to go shopping too. And I can guarantee I'm better company at the markets than brick. She like looks very excited. How's Catalina feeling right now? Catalina's feeling a bit exposed um, because, yeah. She's called out. Just got called out, yeah. So she's a little bit reserved now. Roll, roll perception, Delvin. Just to sort of see how you gauge her reaction. Uh, yep. Three successes? Yep. Four, three. isn't it? I was at three. Oh, I'd say you definitely notice a shift. Uh, Catalina's acting a little more reserved and different around you now that you've sort of pointed that out. So cool. she seems self-conscious about it. The day outside is starting to be quite bustling. In fact, it's later in the day. Most people are up and have been up for a while. And this is a sort of a border trading city so, uh, to some of the more previously fruitful trade routes, which, uh, you know, one of which is definitely halted. But otherwise, it, it you know, it's a city built around, built around clearly trade and military. <clears throat> so you notice this as you walk up to and enter the gates. There are a good... Uh, 
dozen grey guard in uh, sort of different clear positions that they sort of rotate and they have different routes and there's a lot of sort of just general military oversight but it seems really part of the cloth of and fabric of the town um and they seem reasonably disinterested you do get some uh quite a bit of attention as you walk around some of which seems pointedly negative some curious and a few quite excited or even like a spark of hope in their eyes as they um notice some outsiders enter the town but more than anything over overall it's it's more negative than positive that you sort of sense you're heading towards the marketplace a bustling area in town uh where the crowds are sort of clearly trailing towards and uh everyone's seemingly going about their business in a pretty productive way um everyone roll a perception and let me know what you're sort of keeping an eye out for and I'll sort of give you results based on... So we'll go one at a time. Brick, what are you looking for? And then roll your perception, Jack. I am on bodyguard duty. So yep. so you're just gauging the crowd? Gauging the crowd. I mean, I have crowd control, so I'd like to think I'm pushing my way through, but... I'll like, give you. Do you want to assist with your crowd control? No, no, no. I'm happy to just do this flat perception. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't trust my dice today is the reason. Well, you got a good roll. you got four. four. You, uh, the first thing you are most easily able to get an eye on is where the military are. You have an eye and understanding for uh, <laughs> how these people are sort of placed in position, their stance and their general demeanour. Um, I'd say they're more than general townspeople, probably used to the idea of the failing call and outsiders. So they, they're a little less perturbed in general. They're sort of just... You know, they've seen a lot in their duties. Um, so they're reasonably indifferent. Then your gaze sort of spreads a little further to around the town. There are a few shopkeepers, like, glaring. <clears throat> Some swanning around. Uh, one in particular who looks particularly well-dressed. Um, but otherwise, you'd sense no threats, uh, aside from a few people who wouldn't be threatening, except that they looked at you threateningly. If I notice the people looking at me threateningly, I would like to look back at them threateningly. As you are walking into town, there's one in particular who's like scooping some sort of feed into the back of a truck that is sort of a cart that is purchased and is taking out to his phone. He looks up at you and glares at you. Do you want to roll to <laughs> persuade? Did you want to do an intimidation check? What's so my you, challenge level? Uh, I'll just give you a result based on your roll. It won't be difficult. So many lovely chickens. Oh, there's a lot of food to get sold at these <coughs> markets. One. You got one. Not very intimidating. Um, he just sort of takes pause. He slows his scooping and sort of freezes for a moment, glaring at you. It's clear he would never make mm. a move, but he feels a little stronger holding a something to hide behind. Catalina, what are you looking out for? Thump my as I walk. (laughs) Love it. So Catalina's feeling pretty exposed. Um, She kind of just wants to get in, get out. She kind of feels like everyone has their eyes on her now, and she's just a bit like, "Oh gosh, like am I showing something?" Um, So she's just focused very straight onto the task. So she knows that we're here for the bow, we're here for the message from Beckett, and a cart and horse, and then to leave pretty much as soon as possible. Yep. Two, three, four, five. Six. Yep. 
Jeez, you see through like <laughs> universes with that perception role. You get a really clear lay of the land. Um, again, much more about the hustle and bustle and what you can find where. So actually out of the group, at this point in time, if someone's looking for something in particular and you know what people are in or out to get, you have a pretty clear, clear idea at this point where the, the furs can be traded, where the pelt, sorry, um, mm-hmm. where the party might be able to find a bow who seems like sort of more leaders in the marketplace. And then further afield, you see the, uh, what was the inn name? Let me just look at my notes quickly. The Golden Oak Inn, <clears throat> one of the core messaging areas in town. Um, and you actually see, you do see uh, Beckett sort of resting outside and sort of um, his on his off day. They sort of do these rotations where they're like, they ride, break, ride, break. So, cool. you know, you saw him in his break in... Uh, Felton, and you know, seeing him in his break in I and I. So you know we can go check on the messages, um, and you also notice someone sort of swanning around. It's got a nice, fine coat on. It's covered in jewels, and is sort of doing some bartering and negotiating. People like he's dealing with the traders in particular, um, and he seems like a bit of a head honcho around these parts. Can I? Can I make a? trade barter knowledge to see if I know who this person yeah, is. Yeah, of course you can. I'm going to give you a challenge level three. Okay. Uh, so three. Four. Four. Yeah. You know that this gentleman is known by the name of Reginald Wells. He mm-hmm. is the wealthiest trader in Iron Edge. So it's no surprise that you're familiar about him. Uh, in particular, he's made great profits from exploiting some of the resources that have flown through the barrows and he's been the most persuasive to sort of get that out of the barrows. <clears throat> Initially, of course, the trades from barrows were much more leaning around minerals and things like that. But recently, um, they have been more adept at tra- uh, trading with uh, Thanissia and Felmore, mm-hmm. which puts Great Owl in a difficult situation. This is one of the men that can bridge that gap and has been able to exploit the trade relationships that he's had over many years to keep things flowing from the barrows and therefore these other places. So he's actually bringing some of the, the further outside wealth of the Nisir and Felmore into Greydale. Okay. <clears throat> that is his reputation. He uh, is not beloved by the Barrowan people because many who aren't the traders feel a bit exploited by him and he's very wealthy. Do you have any noticeable identifying items a on him. A large purple coat and he's got like, he's covered in jewels. He's also covered in bodyguards. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got like a large, like four chains with different, and one that looks really ornamental but seems sort of tucked away and protected. Mm-hmm. He's got rings on almost every finger, some with two, and he sort of walks around sort of holding his hands up as he surveys things, trying to keep you know his hands off of the gross people he's above everyone mm-hmm. and he's got like four guards by his side really competent looking guards and several that you can see have his sort of crest that are sort of further afield so he's being directly and then sort of peripherally hovered around and protected but he is very wealthy and everyone seems shit scared of him sure um that's pretty much everything you notice um and I will also just sort of mention that uh, that um, your uh, Adolin, the other Thanissian friend you spoke to last night, um, sort of mentioned he he would be in the town square sometime uh, mid morning tomorrow. So he hopes to see you there. Sure. Um, so you might come across him soon. Now, Delvin, what are you looking for, and 
let's roll and see what you see. I'm less interested in Pompey people wandering around. I'm more interested in looking at people who might be trying to steal things from my friends. And I'd like to assist my uh, perception check with my vocation as a trader to spot anyone who might be out to pinch things from a merchant. Or mm-hmm. us. So, so you're looking for assist. thieves. Yep. One, two, three, four, four five, six, six successes. So plus three, three. Auto wins. To spot people who are targeting the group? Basically, any any potential. I want to steer the crowd, steer Medela especially, in the most peaceable. So any threats to us that might be trying to rob us or antagonize us. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, pickpockets, street urchins, yep. big thieves. Um, and with three successes plus three auto wins, that's six successes. Yeah. <clears throat> you are... With your thorough experience in trade and barter and all that, have a really clear understanding of where the general targets are. You also get a feel very quickly that this is a marketplace that is highly controlled and very efficient. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of threats, especially to many of the marketplaces you've been to comparably. Um, It's pretty pretty clear, pretty clean. But what you do notice with a roll that high is a lot of the... Shopkeepers are averting your eyes as you glance over them. And those are, it, it's noticeable to you that many of them are looking in your direction and trying to not be seen noticing you. Okay. It seems like they've been prepared or expecting this group coming. And you sort of notice a little twinge. You got six. A twinge in the eyes of Reginald, sort of in your direction, a little bit of a sneer as he sort of turns back and continues to talk to you shopkeepers with the ability to spot people who are looking like that do i spot any that aren't like ones that are out of the yeah there's um a skins trader Mm -hmm. who does sort of pelts and stuff he looks really dejected he's actually packing up um but it has been pointed out to you by lilith that it was a a pelt trader who would be able to get the bow to her not necessarily sell one but Mm -hmm. um he has you know, helped her out before. So I'm you recognise that he'd be a safe one to talk yeah, to. I'll approach him straight away. Yep. Good afternoon, mate. I, I, uh, how can I help you? Packing up early, are you? Uh, well, he looks like he's sort of holding back emotion and sort of coughs it down. <clears throat> no, no big deal. Uh, not, not much happening today. I've been, uh, <clears throat> he's just, see, this is a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just got to be on my way. He got two. So your perception is challenge number two. And I got three. three. He's uh, lying. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be leaving, but he's leaving. So, um, you know, I'm afraid I I can't be doing any business with you today. So You can't can't do any business. You're packing up right as your customers arrive. I was planning on spending a bit of gold for you. Oh, you want some pelts? Well, do you happen to know a wildling out in the woods? A little smirk crosses his face. Mm. Oi, you've met Lilith, have ye? Oh, yeah, indeed. Hey. She was a nice sort. We. Well, you know, if she was a nice mind. sort to you, then I can be. I. I she's, a, she's a good judge of character, that one. So come on. Why are you really packing up? I can see the state of this place. I'm afraid my. Services are seen as something of a, an embarrassment to those who run this trading area, and I suppose he's trying to keep up better looks these days. And uh, my stock isn't all that stunning at the moment, so 
I, I guess I'll just have to try and brush up and present better and, and come back another time or, or uh, trade elsewhere, which, to be honest, I've been dabbling with the idea of anyway. Getting sick of Iron Eye. Well, I might have a, a, maybe a, a small leg up for you. We, we made a deal to get a new hunting bow to Lilith. And um, if you can... I look around... If you can get it to her, I'll give you a good courier's fee. And on top of that, when we were out there, uh, my friend Brick here took down a couple of wolves. Big ones, wild ones, exotic pelts. And they went down, well, pretty clean, except for one of them. If you go up with Lilith, maybe you could uh, bring some of those more exciting pelts back and someone might take an interest in them. That sounds... Awfully kind of a stranger. Uh, I see. Let's judge your character always hits the mark. Um, In a town with a lot of unfriendly faces, strangers <laughs> sometimes uh, <laughs> the best we can confide in. So someone who don't turn me away is good enough for me. I'm going to roll perception uh, for him to notice your if you're Barrowin or Graydon. Yep. Just because of your... He only needs to beat two. I've dropped a dice that I can't see. I know. So I'll roll one more, and he doesn't. He thinks you're Graydon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, so he's very surprised, actually. I'll, uh, I'd be delighted to take you up on their offer. Um, uh, you bring me the bow, and I'd happily courier it for you. And if you had a, a coin or two for me, that would certainly help me, help me get by while I figure out my uh, business. Make it a coin or five. <laughs> he almost looks disbelieving. It's like, I oh, I'll pack up and uh, I'll make sure to wait uh, before I go. You do me one favour, though, while you do it. Uh, what's that, sir? Take this news. And I actually just give him uh, three coins ahead of time. And I say, and do it with pride and a smile. And don't let you don't let him see that they broke you back. Because they haven't. You'll be back stronger. He look, looks like he's holding back some emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Thank you, sir. I've been there, mate. I understand. We'll see you a bit later. What was your name again? Oh, um, Tilden. Uh, Tilden Rivers. I go to shake his hand. Shakes firmly, gratefully clasps it on top of with his other hand, sort of like... Delvin. Delvin. I remember that name. Oh, cool. And then I, yeah, turn to the others and say, should we go find a bow then? I nod. You see Medela sort of like tugging at like... Brick's sleeve, not out of trying to drag him anywhere, but just because she's been holding on to him for security, but she's been drifting <laughs> towards the interesting sights and smells. She's fascinated by these great and trinkets and, and just this culture of trade that is so viscerally different to what she's used to. Um, ever uh, roll a perception? <clears throat> the eye, uh, two successes, and the eye of. Catalina or Eye of Sauron will now gaze across the, the world and reveal all secrets. <laughs> I see everything. No. Thanks, Carpathian. Is that what he sounded like? Close. Roll. Actually, wait, what, I changed because I got rid of the three, which is what I reckon I've got. I've added the three in. So Brick got four, Delvin got two. So do you have a base modifier to that? Yeah, the two. Plus, so you should have six. Right, and 
Catalina's eyes have now become significantly worse at spotting things. <laughs> what did you get? What was your roll? One. All right. So what what is Catalina distracted by that she doesn't She's see? just too uh, hung up that she thinks that everyone's <laughs> eyes are on her mm-hmm. for a change. Fair enough. So you're sort of sinking into the background while Delvin is sort of engaged in conversation, peripherally noticed just the general kerfuffle and a raised voice um, but not one you can attribute to anything, while Brick notices uh, a gentleman dressed very nicely, sort of having issue with someone's standard of wares and is debating with them and they're sort of briskly packing up and getting a bit cross. But that's sort of just generally what you notice. Um, Otherwise, you quickly can find a place, uh, someone who is selling... Cool. Bows. They're not in an outside sort of, can't you find sort of like a, an arms dealer, so to speak? Um, yeah, do you? Yeah, we, we arrive. We'll head over there. Hey, Breck. Yes, Delvin. Is your weapon knowledge mostly tied to your, uh, whatever you call that, or Bardiche, or is it uh, more broad? It is just my weapon. We have training in many things, but this is my preferred arms. Would you know how to spot a good bow? Probably not to the quality that Lilith is looking for. All right, I guess we might just have to ask the merchant. Hello, g'day, how you doing? I'm Delvin, and what's your name, sir? Or madame, I don't know who I'm talking to yet. Audley. 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 Or are you Audley paying attention? Yeah, I get that one a lot. How can I help you? We want to buy a bow. I got them. <clears throat> mm. What you looking for? A, a, a very good hunting bow would be good. One for the wilds, durable. Sure. Got them. Uh, He's very brief yep. in his conversations. He seems to not be wanting to interact. Or and we would much. like to buy it off you. Although it does seem that people have convinced you all in this market not to be very nice to us. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, of course you don't. Um, Pick a bow. <laughs> you want my wares or not? Are there other Fletchers in the street? You'll find another one. Yeah. Okay. I look at him and I say, I know you've been told to be an asshole to me, but we're either going to buy a good bow from you or someone else, and our coin's as good as anyone else's. So you can help us or we'll fuck off to the next guy. I'm going to just make a destiny roll here. Seven, not in the favour of the players. He does. He seems more confident that you're not going to find much help elsewhere. So he stands his ground. Okay. You want my wares or you don't. I'm going to sell several different bows and swords and shields and all sorts today, whether you do or don't buy them. Your coin is as good as anyone else's, and I'm surely going to get theirs. So take your, take I, your pick. I turn to Catalina, and I'm like, the customer service is shocking here. Can I... <laughs> Can I, like, what weapons has he got on display? Oh, there's a variety. They're very standard, very great, and there's some swords and pikes and just some general bits and bobs. They're much more hobbyist than uh, military okay. grade. Some of them are quite ornate and display worthy. The sort of ones you hang from a mantelpiece. Um, he's a bit of an artisan, so there's a great build quality in a lot of these, and you can tell the ones he's put a lot of pride into, and he seems like a very fine craftsperson, and he seems to have some partners that he works with to source and create these so he's more their 
front end of the business, um, but obviously does a bit of the craft work himself because he's working on mm-hmm. something currently. <clears throat> uh, are there any weapons there that, I, that you think would stand out to Brick that would be like, I don't know, his preferred? Nothing over what you've got. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, what are you looking for? I'm just looking for a particularly fine piece of his work. Okay, I'll make yeah. a destiny roll. Oh, that's what I was leaning. I'll give it again. 18. I'm going to say there is a shockingly gorgeous um, greatsword. Much more ornate than, uh, like, it looks like it would be practical mm-hmm. if sharpened and taken care of, but it looks like an heirloom that's been restored from a good long while ago, and it seems like it's got not only legacy, but beautiful craftsmanship that would be hard to even match the standard of. So is it locked away, or can I, like, pick it up? It's and- hanging up. It would have to be taken down, and it's sort of positioned uh, in such a way that it would need to be, you know, mm. carefully unmounted and displayed. Okay. And he, he probably wouldn't show... That's too much effort. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You'd have to convince him to take it down. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> he's not going to listen to me. I was hoping I'd be able to pick it up and just be like, hmm, this is good work. Yeah, but it's, it would no, be clear that he would um, not have that kind of wares to trade if he didn't have a stunning reputation. Yeah. He's just waiting. He sort of goes we'll, back to we'll continue his work. Yeah, we'll walk off. You leave. I'd like to see if there's an, another Fletcher around or yep. someone who would sell bows. Um, you notice one other in town. Otherwise, you might have to look a little further mm-hmm. afield that you can walk to. It's uh, a little down a bit of a side alley. Cool. Not as prominently placed. We head there, and this time I'm going to go up and try and be more charming. Okay. So I'd like to. Good afternoon. Oh, he- hello. Um, you're looking for um, some hunting equipment, sir? A hunting bow, indeed. For uh, yourself? He looks curiously up and down <laughs> as you're well-dressed. No, or um, For a friend. They're a woodsman. I see. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm afraid things are looking uh, getting very expensive these days to source. He sort of says as if... A script has been given to read. I would like to be persuasive. Yep. I would like to roll persuasion yep. um, and attempt to convince him, and then I'll role play Great. through. I'm going to give you a challenge level two. I rolled a destiny roll before. That was a 17, and so in favour of the players. Yep. It's quite convincible. I but you got one. one. Yeah. Wow. You got one. He's not being rude, but he's sticking to the script. Well, Delvin just goes in and goes... All right, was this just another one of those fucking people who's going to be racist and piss? <laughs> like, goes in hard and, and misses the mark. Um, <sighs> look, between you and me, uh, and please do keep it that way because I risk my neck even speaking out of turn, but these markets are controlled quite closely by some of the people at the top of, and um, the standards, shall we say, have become a little tighter at threat of becoming more expensive to maintain our position. And our position in this town is all for our livelihood. So I'm afraid our prices have gone up for certain people. He sort of says with a little bit of shame in his eyes. You, of course, uh, I forget myself. And he sort of looks... You are a a fine uh, Graydon fellow. uh, And I'm assuming your friends here are not your... 
I don't these strangers know here. Who, I got a really bad perception. So I'm just going to be like, yeah, my friends. I came with them. I'm going to turn around after hearing him say that and start walking away. Oh, my friends are going now. I'd better head off. And I turn around and go walk after Catalina. <laughs> I'm, I, <laughs> I, I failed the persuasion check. I'm going to no, play that funny. I failed the persuasion yeah. check. I just missed the boat and walk off. <laughs> I turn to Delwyn and I say, okay, we can't purchase what we're after. Maybe we need to trade for it. I, I do have one card I can play, but... Just to be I'm clear, to you can purchase what you're after. It's just like going to be triple the price. Just, mm. you know. Mm. I might head off and get the bow on my own if I must. Okay. I have a feeling the two of you are uh, hampering me a little bit. <laughs> it's it's totally, it's fine. Mm. Um, do you require more coin? Destiny roll. Twenty. No, Delvin is not going to be exceedingly greedy. No, I got this one. It's fine. Okay. We'll just pay equal portions, okay? I don't think Brick's got any coins, so the two of us, eh? Split it. Uh, yeah. What chat? What sure. commerce level are you? Four. And I'm five. A bow. If we get it at normal price, we should be able to buy it. Yes. If we have to pay more, it might be. I'd yeah, say with the cost split and with a commerce level four. And five. Yeah, I'd say it would be close to pinching your purse a little bit. I won't have you remove a commerce point, but I may soon simply because of the mm. general expenses sure. and cost of ins and living and all this stuff. And this is a bit of a bite to that. So that's yeah, if just we pay the triple price. If well, if you're cutting in on it together, I won't take a commerce well, point. What if we get it for normal? Like if I can get it for cheap? Oh, well, then like I won't. Regulars. Then I won't. Okay. worry about that. Yet. Let me give it a shot. See what you can do. Okay. All right. What are you guys going to do while I'm off doing that? Uh. Well, are you just acquiring acquiring us a bow? We have these pelts and... Uh, oh Do we have pelts? Do we take them? Oh, we did take them. Yeah, we should just, just give Brick, that Brick to the have them. Okay. Like, no, no, we gave them to Lilith and she was trying them out. No, 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 she, she gave, gave them, them back to, to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you were They're carrying the pelts okay. to trade. That was part of what she was gifting you as thanks. Okay. Okay. Uh, and a horse and carriage would be wonderful too if you could... <laughs> I'll see what I can muster. Okay, I chuck you the pelts. No, um, I don't to want contribute the to that. If he, if he's not paying for it outright, you will take a commerce point to contribute to both of those things, which are yeah. going to get expensive. So okay. Well, Medela let's see how your trading Medela goes. Yeah. offered to pay for the carriage. Yeah, she offered to pitch in. So pitch in. cool. All right. She she sees this discussion happening, and she she looks around, and then she sort of like up tugs at Brick's sleeve. Says, "Um, my other bracelet." I could, I could contribute that. Only if you wish, mistress. Uh, these are your only possessions from home. Oh, that, that one's from a distant uncle who was a bit of a bastard anyway. <laughs> and she sort of like reaches out expecting you to sort of... Yep, she takes the bracelet, gives it over to Catalina. It's like that kid thing of like, no, I'll pay for it. And she gives her the dollars and <laughs> cool. gives it to you. I've, I've got, got that. And I say, I'll meet, you, I'll meet you back at the... Uh, the fur trader in an hour and you guys go to a bar or cafe or something and have a bit of a good time i don't know i'm going to go to the golden oak inn all right you head to the golden oak inn 
Um, it's pretty bustling. People are pretty distracted at this point, and I think the attention has already been paid, and now everyone's sort of just moving on about their business. You notice uh, Beckett's sort of packing up. He's about to leave. Uh, you also see a Thanissian friend of yours sort of in the other corner of town who spots your eyes and sort of waves as you walk through. Is this Adolin? Yep. yep. Yeah, I'll wave back and head over. Yep. Hello, madam. How is your day going? Uh, it's uh, It's going, I guess. This town seems a bit... Oh, yes. They're, they're hard to... Um, they, they don't let outsiders in very easily, but if, if uh, you persist, you'll find they can be quite soft under the surface. Mm. If I... you contribute and help a lot and know your place, he sort of rolls his eyes. Yeah, that, that sounds like a, a lot. <laughs> uh, we don't intend to stay for much longer, to be frank with you. Before you go, I, I would speak with you about something quite pressing. Must we meet in private, or...? He nods, like, quietly. Okay, uh... The, the inn, perhaps? Sure. Is it urgent? If you're leaving today or tomorrow, then yes. I have one thing to attend to. Um, I will meet you there. Shortly. Very well. I, I look forward to sitting with you. Okay. He sort of heads off and goes to reserve a table. Great. Um, I'll go talk to Beckett then. And he's, uh, yep, tying up his thing and he's got this gorgeous horse that is, like, taking out from the, the ties. Like, you've seen some incredible sort of messaging horses, uh, and this is one of the finest you've ever seen. And you remember him bragging about his reputation. There's a reason he's so smarmy. Uh, it's clear that he's one of the better messengers out there. Um, so he's tying up and he's about to... To jump on his yep. horse I'll and grab go. his attention, say Beckett. Hey, and he sort of double takes. It's like you're the um, you're the Tunisian lady I hit on the other night. Oh, where's your husband? Uh, away. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so like, I super do play that because like, what are you talking about? Takes wedding ring off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I've I'm still on my break. If you're. Uh, um, I actually just came to inquire about something. Uh, you were coming coming into town yesterday. You were in quite of a hurry. I was just wondering what was going on. It's a beautiful horse you have, by the way. Give it a pat. His name is the Brent. horse. Uh, its ears sort of like pull back, and it sort of like snakes its head at you. It's not uh, one to be reached out to and pat sure. like some common. You know, <laughs> the horse is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Beck, it's like, whoa, 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 Missy. Um, and you're like, uh, sorry, she doesn't take kindly to be being patted by strangers. Um, Not a lot of I'm afraid, given my duties, unless it's a message for you directly, there's not much I can disclose, but I would advise you against returning to Felton. Afraid that's all I can say without stepping in hot water. For some time, or... I'd say full stop, personally. Right. I'll have to return there, of course. In fact, in about three days' time. But um, until such time, I would be avoiding it if I were any other person. Okay. I've said too much. <clears throat> Enjoy Iron Edge and the hospitable places in Greydale. I appreciate it. Thank you. He nods, jumps on the horse. If you ever change your mind... 
I'll be back in four <laughs> days for a quickie. And he winks. And <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll head over to the other. He, slow, he slows down. He says, "Well, not too quickie." <laughs> and, then, and the horse like briskly bolts. <laughs> oh my god! I love this guy. Why isn't he hitting on me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Golden Oak Inn is, you know, it's it's approaching lunchtime. It's got a wonderful reputation uh, and the uh, <laughs> people shouting off in the distance. I love that. Adolin is sitting in there just like with a couple of uh, glasses of wine um, and a, a small plate of food to share. It's clearly all he can afford, but he's trying to be a good host. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's a little um, anxious being in this place. It's emptying his pocket a little bit, but he, he really wants to just, you know, sit down with you and put any discomfort out of the way. Sure. And you can tell as you sit down, it's uh, a Phoenician wine. It smells like home. Yeah. I sit down, swirl it and give it a big sniff and I'm just like, hmm, just reminds me of home. From the northern vineyards, if I'm... Not too mistaken. Yes, absolutely. Gorgeous hills. <laughs> I should like to return to home at some point. I'm afraid I have something to share with you that I would not share with anyone else. I my, kind of look around and lean in a bit. And... My problem is it comes from... It is a, a knowledge and a... And a, a something I must and I'm, I'm obligated to share with our homeland that... I'm out of my place for knowing because I have been stepping outside of my role. You see some of the children in this town, they they don't get an education. He, You can see shame wash over him. And I, could, I couldn't bear to leave, especially some without a home, to not know how to write and read, not know of the things and the beauty around the world that they should never be familiar with and I, though I know it is not my place this town is one forgotten to the Phoenician creed so I had taken it upon myself to educate some of the children and he's uh, he seems like he's pushing through a lot of shame to say this okay so he's clearly embarrassed yes. that he's saying this yeah okay yeah yeah this is the equivalent of yeah. if you were confessing that you play music yeah 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 and he it is not his role to know things and teach them especially to outsiders so this is very wrong you probably feel a great sense of baggage and discomfort because of the very strict upbringing and gender roles you were raised with so it seems like he's getting through this to get to something important Mm -hmm. i only share this with you because of the tumult in these lands at this time and he's speaking quite low in such a way that the noise and the music of the inn is ensuring that your conversation is only between you two. There is a child, eight years old, very young. She can use magic. He sort of says in whispered breath, mm-hmm. water flowing in any direction she chooses. It's glorious. She has no control over it, but if she if she were to be known and without a family to protect her, I'm afraid of what might happen, what, what she might be committed to. And unless she, of course, declares loyalty to the King of Flames, I'm afraid there's no way that she could be helped. But 
I, I sit with you to tell you this, to ask you if there's anything I could do to protect her. Something I should know. I know it's not my place. I know. At this point, he's almost begging, but it's like, if there is any knowledge you have about this sort of thing, or mm-hmm. a place she could go, perhaps I could help. Perhaps she could be safe from this war over souls. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to put my like hand on his arm and say, I understand your plight. While I cannot express too much of my emotions or about what's been going on, I can say that it is tough. It is very tough for all of us right now. The girl is unique and rare and I do fear for her safety as much as you do too. We have encountered others. His eyes light up. Who? How many? And I kind of like look around and make sure no one's listening. Similar, unique, different. We, I must discuss with my friends, the party I am with. We may have a safe place for her. Otherwise, complete discretion. Do not share her gift with anyone. I understand you have things you are committed to and I would not impose... Even if by writing we could arrange some sort of safety or, or guard, um, I, uh, some sort of transfer or, or assistance, education, anything, but it is not my place to assign and you, of course, could have some influence over this. And there are means by which we, of course, know how to communicate that could keep this safely from the eyes and ears of others. Do you intend to stay here? And continue, I don't say it out loud and just kind of gesture. If I'm told not to, I will not. But left unattended, I'm afraid I cannot choose not to. However, you know as well as any Thanissian, it is entirely outside of my control. And should I be reassigned in two weeks' time, which I fully expect, well... They will have learned what they have learned from me in the week that I've been here. He looks a bit resigned. I say to him, I truly believe that regardless of our nation's laws, I feel that the power of knowledge is better than none at all. Rest assured, everything you've told me is safe with me. He looks incredibly relieved. And um, he, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll stand up and say, again, I must discuss with my party. We will be in touch. And here is one of those lovely moments where we get to enjoy a new portrait. Hey, this is Adelard. Hooray. Thanks, Alicia. Ooh. Awesome artwork. So, cool. so is this the guy that first accompanied? Yes. This is uh, Adelard Company. Is this the guy that I've basically never met? (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen him in my life. No. He just keeps bumping into Catalina around me. Pretty much. Okay, right. But he goes about his way. But um, it would be a fun NPC portrait to get done so that we can share that with you. Maybe he'll be in the thumbnail. Who knows? Let's keep him. (laughs) I might be keeping him. Depends what Catalina tells me. All right. 
Uh, so that brings you to the close in your meeting. I will say that I'm assuming that you check for messages that there wasn't one for you yet. Yep. Uh, there may be tomorrow morning, given your understanding of how the trade routes work. Mm-hmm. Basically, they can travel up to four towns in a day and that's a fairly regimented thing. Given that you left uh, Felton only a day and a half, two days ago, mm-hmm. um, it's possible that you could get a reply from your mother who you sent a message to two days ago. I really like this Wonderful. idea. I just want to say that. It's cool. What? The idea of a, of a small civilization that has a messenger system whereby they basically run horses to break point for as long as a horse can operate between towns and then they have stables and swap horses and riders so mm. they can basically run a horse at break speed between, constantly, yeah. constantly so between a towns. A message gets from one end of the whole like region to the other nonstop and super fast. Yeah, through There's the like Four times during the day where the message. I'd imagine between bigger towns, they have like stables at halfway points and stuff like that. Yeah, it would be easier to train pigeons. Do pigeons exist? They use horses and they're faster. Pigeons can't remember and And then verbally transfer a message. Yeah, now this is like trackable and secure. And shoot a pigeon with an arrow. Shoot a messenger with an arrow. Yeah, but if the message is in his brain, then the message dies with him. People, it's true. Come on, come on. We duck away. Okay. To Delvin. All right, I'm going to roll infiltration, and then I'm going to explain what I'm doing. One, two, three. I'll say you're adequately okay. convincing to the layperson as a... Delvin goes, Graydon. ducks into an alleyway, and yep. he pulls out some different clothes. He gets out a comb, uh, he puts some oil across the comb, and then he pulls his, his long, shaggy hair... Um, well, I'm assuming they don't have hair product back then, so they'd use things like yeah. that. Um, and he pulls it really straight but on either side of his face down. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks quite different in a fa- in a way that befits sort of just middle-class mm-hmm. Raiden. Um, and then he gets out his fake beard <laughs> and he sticks a fake beard on. Yeah. Well, given that you have those supplies then yep. and you're... I'm actually... I'm going to allow you, you could assist that check with your trade barter uh, right. skill if you want. So you got three. I'm going to do it. So you could improve or just. I don't care. I'm going to do it. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. So I add so three. Plus three. That was a bonkers roll. Uh, so yeah, there was six successes. So six where successes. you would have been specialized, like you, as. As a specialty choice, you would have succeeded. This is now, this is now a, a like extremely hard to even see. You bars. are imperceptibly. I even apply makeup. Middle class, uh, Graydon. I put in some makeups and kind of change a bit of the skin tone, a bit of mm-hmm. the tint out of my face, and like it is crazy. I pull out a little mirror, a little polished mirror, and decorate myself, and it is it is crazy how much I transform. Absolutely. Uh, and then Delvin changes his his jacket. He puts on a. Um, a slightly more fashionable, more tight fitting around the waist, which is still kind of, it, it, it's almost too tight. And his sleeves are very, um, very puffy, but it's more like a, um, like a big shirt, that white cloth that is puffing out rather than a big duplay. Yep. And then he enters back into the marketplace uh, and heads. No one recognizes you from before. He heads over to. The to a weapon seller, you might have a bow. The two that are closest to this part of the town and the more reputable ones who you've been to, mm-hmm. um, you could go in and try and deal again 
mm-hmm. with the first one you spoke to. That's what I'm thinking is yeah. I'm so different. You are. Mm-hmm. With a six, I will still... Oh, you know, that's your check. So I'll get him to make a perception roll. Okay. So you you walk into the same mm-hmm. deal. Same guy. Like, you know, 20 minutes later. He got four. I, doesn't beat six, baby. Well, he would have he spotted you were you not Beated. so... Yeah familiar with the subtleties of how people present and dress Mm -hmm. themselves in different regions with your experience that a bearded man walks in uh, with subtly like if he were looking closely enough and were more on his guard he would have noticed maybe the shoes or little bits that are actually the same pieces of clothing but you're so convincing elsewhere that he doesn't even second guess I'd say that's part of the act as well as distraction and changing their personality Mm -hmm. and um, I think that if my companions were here they'd start to see what it is that has actually made Delvin so successful. Because yeah. he's never revealed any of his trade secrets, but how can this mm. guy... But it's actually because he basically is a bit of a chameleon. Mm. So he's sne- he, he's he's ad- adapting to whatever trade environment will best suit his needs to make the deal. So and you he walk in up. very confidently, comfortably, and he greets a new customer like... Wonderful, Good day, sir. Wonderful morning. Pleasure. Uh, busy day. All sorts of interesting things happening these days. Have you heard news of the West? No, I haven't. I've been uh, traveling to get here. I only arrived this morning. All sorts of outsiders causing all sorts of troubles as far as I hear, but... What's happened? A fine man like you must hear all sorts of rumors. Well, word has only recently reached town that uh, after the fires, the, the riffraff that ended up excapating their way to, to a fountain, you know as fringe as it already was, uh, seeming to fight amongst themselves quite awfully over there. All sorts of fights breaking out, even yesterday, I hear. In, all the way over in Felton. Well, or not, even not in, so far away that I'm very comfortable talking about it right now. Has it spilled over to Felbrook? That's what I meant, sorry. <laughs> Felbrook. I keep saying Felton. Felbrook. Mm. So there's a fighting in Felbrook. An upheaval as far as I've heard, yeah. Oh, terribly. Very uncomfortable. How can I help you, sir? What are you in the market for today? Well, I'm after. You see, I have a competition coming soon, and I'm after a good hunting bow. I'm going to take the horses out and go for some foxes. Hmm. Good poundage in mind. Uh-huh. What, did Lilith give a specification? You know the... Yeah. Uh, yeah so I relay the Whatever, yeah. Oh, we've got plenty of those. And he pulls out an assortment. Uh, make sure you get me something nice. I don't want to embarrass the gents at the club. I'm going to allow... Embarrass myself in front of the gents. I'm going to allow your check to, like, basically account for... Like, it's it's infiltration, so he's serving yep. someone he wants to sell to. Okay. Um, and he just gives you completely normal prices. A yep. third of what they were when mm-hmm. you first were in here. And presents and brings out a few options. Um, one of which is an upgrade from the one Lilith had. Mm-hmm. Um, seems even nice, more nicely carved and and well maintained, but ready for action. Mm-hmm. So says so, so I might suggest this one. Well, Very capable, but also not so ugly that you can't hang it off a shelf if you want to. Yes, well, I don't want the uh, the other lads to scoff at it when it sits on the back of my horse. I'll take it, thank you, and a quiver of arrows. And you have an exchange, and you mm-hmm. end up with a gorgeous bow that Lilith will be very grateful to receive. Um, and I pay using <clears throat> Catalina's money. Okay. And then, because <laughs> um, we went to, yep. The, yep. So, and then I, I say, well, it was a normal price, so it won't take a commerce yeah, point. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, and 
I was thinking, uh, I wonder, you've been so kind to me today, so I was wondering if... You're just serving a customer. Oh, yes, but it's, it's good to get good customer service. I've been, um, actually, funny, you should say, um, a few weeks ago, not recently, but before all this nonsense, I did go up to Fellbrook myself, and um, just the riffraff. They don't know how to do things. <sighs> well, there's a reason it's not particularly considered a grade in town, if you catch my meaning. It's like the dirt gets under your fingernails. Anyway, um, <clears throat> can't clean it off. But thankfully, I was east recently. Uh, I was wondering, anyway, if you knew a fine place for me to get a carriage. I've been traveling by cart, but things have been going well for my family recently. And I was thinking of uh, more of a, a nice carriage, a couple of horses, uh thinking curtained and, and quite discreet, so that if I were to bring back, well, someone for a bit of a dalliance at my estate, we might be able to uh, do so discreetly. Of course. Uh, well, of course you must have frequented these parts, so you surely already then know of Milton's carts. So. Uh, I say, I. it's one of those funny things where life just takes you around the place, but you never end up staying. I've always got business on either side. I've actually not stayed here uh, before. This would be my first night in the town. I've Very, very odd. Well, amazing. You must be taken far and wide to be circumnavigating I and I for uh, trading with the, with the Fellbrook. I say I, I don't mean to impose. Or I say I don't usually. I don't usually trade. No, my trade is no. It's only a hunting expedition that took me up to Fellbrook. Oh, the, the family's got money. I, I don't usually have to do much. <laughs> Sorry, I don't I usually would, have to I do much work. I only assumed you looked like a very capable person who who's come in. I've changed my accent. Who's come into their means uh, by um, being you know being well uh, well presented and I I shan't make assumptions. I am very English right now, my job. I gotta stop doing that. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, oh, he points out uh, where where Milton's Carts is uh, sort of a very reputable, high quality place. Um, sort of backing two doors down from the Golden Oak Inn itself. Cool. And I head over there. Yep. You make your way through, um, and make it, you're there in no time. And there's all sorts of ornate sort of displayed lined up one after the other of various types, some that almost look fit for royalty. This is a very, it's clear that the people who would be purchasing from this place may be sort of new money or um, new to trading in these areas and want to travel in style because it's far from Iron Spire, mm -hmm. but not so far that it can't be travelled in a few days comfortably. And this is the place where one can Get the means to do that. You said Milton's cards. Milton's cards. Okay. And outside is Milton, mm -hmm. very well dressed, and he's just finished up an exchange with someone who's just gotten a one cart thing, just a standard. But he, uh, someone else had been sort of turned away just because they were looking for something a bit too cheap. But he is more of a passenger cart salesman. Good evening. Hello, sir. How can I help you? What was your What was your name there? Oh, that would be that would be Milton, of course. Oh, oh the Milton. My yeah. name is Francel. Pleasure. Welcome, Francel. Uh, I haven't met you before. How did you get here? If not in a glorious cart, you must be missing one. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't come in such a wonderful cart. But that, of course, is why I'm here. I want to travel back home in, in style and really show off for the boys back at the old lodge. Well, you know exactly where to have come from to get where to go to get one. Yes. I can, of course, oblige. You were highly recommended from uh, 
the weaponsmith over there. Well, everyone in town knows Milton's carts is where one shows off there. Tra- Travelling in style, he sort of says with an air of superiority and pride. Well, I'm after, I'm after a medium-sized cart so that I could entertain guests in the back, or maybe six-seater, uh, and pulled by two horses. I'm going to make a destiny roll just to sort of get a gauge yeah. as for what stock and price is 17. So uh, pretty much everything you could have wanted fitting perfectly. You have a few options. You get one that could be a little more open air. You get some that are enclosed and protected, even slightly reinforced. Um, some that are much more ornate and mm-hmm. some that are much more practical but still fancy. I want to go for fancy enough but not so fancy. To draw so, too much attention. So enough that people would assume well-to-do and leave them alone to a degree, but not enough that people would go, ooh, like mm. a little higher than poor. Um, yeah, just nice. Quite a nice card. Good, you know, trimming, black, with a bit of um, red curtains to conceal the inside, but not the king's card sort yeah. of thing. All right, I'm going to say you have two options. One mm-hmm. more expensive one, really ornate, gorgeously reinforced and uh, could fit six people comfortably, mm-hmm. um, but is driven uh, externally. Someone has to sit out in the open mm-hmm. and drive from the sort of front top. Otherwise, there's some. There's one that's also sort of uh, a little a little more... I want that one. Yeah. I want so the you first get, one. You get the first one. I want the one where you drive it from the outside and look, it looks... All off. right. Yeah, that's what I'm after. Cool. So you get the fancy schmancy one. Fit, could fit. It's got like three, two rows with like three comfortable seats and sort of some compartments and this and that. It's very modern. This is like the Rolls Royce. Mm. And very opulent and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, Delvin Very comfortable. That. You could sleep. You could sleep oh. down on Ooh. one of the row of three and have a good night's sleep. Now, of course, this is expensive. Yeah. What's it going to do to me? What's it going to cost me? I'm going to say you're going to have to lose a commerce point after after buying it. Yeah. Okay. You do have Medela's. Well, uh, you do. I I I would like to make through go through the the position of purchasing. Yeah. And I'd like to say um so go through all the stuff and I'd like to say I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh. I'm I'm leaving tomorrow, and uh, I'd like it ready for them. And uh, of course, I, I can uh, make arrangements if you're needing horses. I have some fine carriage horses that will be very long lasting and be able to adequately and comfortably pull this. You will need two. I would like them too. I will have that arranged, and I will bring payment tomorrow. Very well. Uh, I would expect a deposit, of course. Well. These arrangements about, don't make themselves. Of course. Well, how about this? I picked this up. Uh, does, do I get the catch that he's also a little bit racist? Like, does he have the vibe of the snooties? The vibe of the snooties? Yeah, I'm going to say okay. yeah. I, I pull out of a, um, a, a piece. He doesn't really Medela's bracelet. Yep. Yeah. And I have gold. That is Phelan gold. How did you get your hands in one of those? Mm. And not raw Phelan gold. This is refined jewellery, sir. Well, uh, you see, when misfortune strikes some, those in good positions are fit to pick up the choice pieces. Say no more. I won't ask about a gentleman's dealings. But this will serve finally as a deposit. I'll have it valued and deduct that, of course, from the final price and uh, bring the paperwork, of course, to back that up. Wait, so it is he a will bring the paperwork? So he is going to get it evaluated oh, and, you know, and <sighs> he presents himself as very trustworthy and cool. he has a 
real reputation to uphold here. So he's got enough at stake that you trust that he's going to be doing that cool. by the books. Excellent. Holds out his hand, shakes it. Says, I shall see you tomorrow morning. Look forward Prepped to it. and ready to go. Wonderful. Good. And then I, um, I head off. Yep. I head out into an alleyway. Uh, I read, I take my beard off, I pack the disguise away, yeah. and then I meet up with you guys at the tavern. And uh, I, I just look greasier because there's still grease in my hair. I re-mess it up, but it still looks a bit gross. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put a hat on, uh, even if I have to buy one from one of the like cheaper, dodgy merchants that may be getting pushed out of town and aren't in the cabal, maybe even the fur trader. I just want to pick up like a dorky hat, a little deer stalker thing, put that on. Is that okay? Yeah. No one bothers. And no. then I head into the tavern. All right. Hey. The Golden Oak. Yeah, Golden Oak. Mm-hmm. Do I see Catalina and Brick? Uh, Catalina will have been sort of packing up and heading out and, um, or, you know, around the doorway, I'm assuming. By this point in time, you'll have sat down with Adolin, who has then sort of wandered off and um, said he'll he'll be in touch and, and yep. is he going to hear back from you? But asks where you expect to be going so he knows where to send messages. Yeah, I'd give him all of that information. Okay, great. So... He expects to be in touch with you. Cool. Great. All right. Brick and Medela. I would have been doing whatever she wanted to do. She would have been... Within reason. Yeah, I'm going to roll a destiny dice for how peaceably you both can travel. 18. Okay. Lucky. Because this could could go sour (laughs) if she picks the wrong bowl of stew to take a spoon from. But (laughs) it so happens... But let's say with a group uh, chat beforehand, it's been laid out as to where the play- people are less sneery and there seems to be a cluster of less prestigious trading carts and whatnot, some mm-hmm. shops a little further to the outside that you find yourself both wandering to where people are a little more friendly. Prices seem to be higher from some people who look a little like awkward um, but aren't causing any trouble or making any nonsense and a few very friendly traders are very amused by this incredibly enthusiastic little girl who's brimming with joy and glee. She's pulling you around and trying things on and putting some things on your head to be like, look at how silly you look with this on. It's so funny. (laughs) So she's delighted. Um, And she actually suggests that um, perhaps we should uh, find something as a backup if you lose your glasses again. I do not expect we'll find anything that would be sufficient. It is made of the best failing glass, and of we course. know how these people are with us. Of course, but uh, if you're so clumsy as to misplace them again, at least we could have uh, a backup. We can try, mistress. I'm going to make a destiny roll to see how that might play out. Four. You do not find anything remotely capable, but she does bring to, like some odd shaded glasses that look a bit dorky to your attention and sort of like jokingly gets you to try them on. How is Brick feeling about the the marketplace and the general uh, tone and activities? Brick is feeling on the edge. I'm going to turn off the voice modulator so I can talk normally. <laughs> um Brick is on edge from the events that happened that morning. Uh, so, if anything, he's trying to be more perceptive, a bit more imposing to those around him when possible, just to try and ward off any wrongdoings. Yep. Which you uh, adequately wear off. People seem pretty scared of you. <laughs> Good. Um, and actually, to be honest, people seem to be uh, much softer uh, in general when they just notice the absolutely unguarded joy and curiosity in this young girl. Yeah. Some people seem to be sort of like 
even a little embarrassed about their way of thinking and, and yep. open up a bit more over time. Eventually the parties sort of end up back together. Cool. All right. I walk in. Good day to you. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, it was just... Uh, anyway, how are you going? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did you manage to get what we needed? I did indeed. And then I kind of... I have, I'm guessing I have like a bag, a, a, like a yeah. linen bag, and I just pull it up and there's a very nice bow inside. And I went and bought a cart for tomorrow. Wonderful. Thank you, Medela. Your gold came in very handy to get that. Does the cart come with horses? I got horses too. Two of the finest. Good. I'm happy to have contributed. You'll this love should it. should be far more fun than walking all day. And it was dreary. Not only that, but I made sure to get a cart we can all fit in, including brick. It's nice and roomy. But it's also got curtains, so we can be a bit more discreet. And when we move into town, we don't have to have those who are a bit more obvious showing up and being noticed. We don't want these, you know, sour receptions everywhere we go. Medela is clapping gleefully. She's got some souvenirs. <laughs> She's got like a little owns by a statue. I don't know. Just, just, just maybe not. But yeah, I was joking. No, I but she's got some interesting. She's got mainly treats, just some mm. different sweets and stuff that she would never have even heard of, let alone tried or seen. So she's um, being a typical kid at a candy store. I'm going to be honest though, guys, I guess. Um, it won't be Delvin picking it up tomorrow morning. Oh, one of us? Or? It'll be, f- well, it'll be a lovely gentleman by the name of Francel Levitt. Oh, you made a friend. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> Great. Well, a carriage is a carriage. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Um, I also have information to share. Uh, I ran into Beckett. Oh? who? Be- who's Beckett? Back at the other town. What? Started the party. What? He thinks you're my husband. I'm going to be honest, Catalina. I don't really remember much of that night. Never mind. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he is a messenger. Um, he... Disclosed to me that perhaps we should not return back to Felbrook, Felmore, Felbrook, Felbrook, Felbrook. What a Felbrook! He could not share much more than that with me, but I, I think that uh, from what I picked up as well, it seems like the people here think the people in Felbrook are revolting, and they might actually be living up to their name. Mm, perhaps it is not in our journey, so I have no concern, but. Anyway, there's a more pressing issue. Oh, oh? I kind of lean into the table a little bit and say, uh, I have information that there is a child similar to... I can't remember Eden. 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 Mm. Similar to Eden. In this town? Mm, precisely. And their parents? There are none. Uh, what what more do you know about him? Not much, aside from... I kind of look around, I'm like, I don't want to disclose too much here. The matter of the fact is, my friend, Athenician, is doing some... teaching, I suppose. Can I make a general knowledge check? Yep. About what I know, obviously, about Athenician males and teaching? Yep. I'd say well, I said friend. Of... I didn't say male. Yeah, yeah. 
That's true. That is true. So but. the role is irrelevant. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay. What do you suppose we should do? I don't know. You've given me basically no information. We should find her and talk to her. But I don't know the gender because you haven't told mm, me. Yeah. I should find. We should. You find would assume and talk it's a, a girl who shared this information. I would say. Mm. Okay. So let's find out. Is it worth us taking that risk or what risk? Well, meeting them. If we start associating ourselves with all these people, I'm worried it's going to get caught up. With what? I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. You already do. (laughs) I suppose. Do you understand? (laughs) You don't want them noticing you, is that it? Well... That aside, any of us, we are already on a mission that we shouldn't be disclosing to anyone. I don't want to jeopardize everything that we've worked for. So you're willing to let another kid get snapped up by the king? No, I just think we need to be discreet. I'm always discreet. Have you seen me? I say nothing. I say loudly in the bar, probably too loudly. (laughs) Adela's sort of been chewing on her sweets, but she has been sort of listening in on the side. And she does sort of pipe in awkwardly, but sort of says, what, what would you have of a child? What would you do with a young boy, girl? I think it was a girl. I believe it was, it was a, a girl. girl. Yeah. But we don't know that because Jen hasn't said. Right. What would you do to affect the fate of a child? Sounds like a tricky situation. Well, I mean, does she... What's her parents doing? She has none. Ah, so it is a she. Gotcha. <laughs> I was waiting for it. She has none, so she's an orphan then. Well, how'd you like your little sister, Medela? At least for the journey. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that is uh, quite on the, the table. Why not? Again, it, I kind of like closer to you and away from Medela. I'm like, I don't think we should be getting more kids involved. <laughs> Why not? Because they're children. So? What's a child, if not a little adult, but less bitter? We are crossing towns that are getting set aflame. Yeah, but I like us. that quote. What's a child, but an adult, less bitter. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it was good. Do you really think that they're safer with us? Uh, yes, than being an orphan on the streets of this shithole. My thoughts were that perhaps we could try and send them to the Barrows somehow. To the Barrows? From here, maybe it worked for Eden, I hope. I mean, we haven't heard word. Of course, I understand that that's incredibly difficult to ask of a child that has no parent. I don't know, they might be into it. They might be like, hell yes, someone gives a shit. Why don't we go talk to her? Okay. What's it hurt? I mean, if people knew that she was <clears throat> a little bit different, uh, they'd already have put her in the king's service. So clearly no one suspects her. Okay. And what's more normal than two kids playing together? And I nudge 
Medela. I'm like, we've got Neasy in for a brief conversation at least. You know you haven't been talking so long that Adolin wouldn't be too far away. All right. <clears throat> I will, oh dear, I will go grab him. You walk out. He's he. You actually see him at the other end of the market. He's heading back towards his residence. He may have stopped for a little, you know, a breath and a bite to eat and a view of the, you know, listen to the music. Um, yep. Do you guys come with me? Sure. Did you want to go speak to, well, I guess you could do it after, but you do have a pelt trader to. Oh, to get the bow to. Yep. Because uh, well past an hour will have passed at Yeah, this yeah, we'll go back and we'll give him that. Yep. Now we're on the way? Now, or? now. Yep. I'll go, I'll, I'll go get the bow to the trader. Mm-hmm. Greg, which way? You, you go, oh, I do want to do it to you. I'm like, don't meet the girl unless we're all there. We, Just go get your boy. I'm happy to. I'm happy to wait. I, who are you going to meet? My friend. Who? What's their name? Why are you being so weird? Uh, they are a Thinician. That's Okay. And are they as delightful as you? I take offense to that. <laughs> what are you? T- How can you take offense to that? I just said you were delightful. I don't like your tone. What? <laughs> This is what it's like. I look at Brick and I'm like, this is what it's like being a man in uh, in the company of such wonderful look, <laughs> women. Go settle your matters and then return here. I want to meet this Thanissian <laughs> yes, friend. Yes, that's fine. We can okay. do that. All right. <laughs> I feel like... So I, you split. She goes to make way to start the conversation with Adeline. In the meantime, Delvin approaches uh, Tilden, who's standing by his cart. Waiting, sort of, it's oh. tucked away. He was meant to leave like 20 minutes ago, but he's sort of made some excuses and is sort of cool. hanging around. And then he spots you and he's sort of like mm. eagerly sort of like, Oh, I thought you weren't going to show there for a minute. I thought, for, well, if it were to not for the coin and your upstanding nature, have you got oil in your hair? <laughs> I do. It's a, it's a style, isn't it? It didn't work for me though. Trying some different uh, grading wares while you're around, I see. Indeed. You look like you're holding something you want me to transport for you. Here's the bow and the other two coin. He gratefully nods. He's like, I'll get it to her safe and sound, don't you worry. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Best of luck in this town. Very sincerely shakes your hand again and he pulls you into a hug. I return the embrace and I'm like, yeah, maybe things will get better around here. I sure hope so. With people like you around, there ain't no question of it in my mind. (laughs) It's people like you that'll make the difference. Be open and hospitable. Make this place a nicer place. Okay. All right. Now I turn around and head off. You arrive as as you approach and Brick and Medela following behind. Uh, So a uh, Phelan cool, a Phelan girl and Delvin approach as Catalina has just tapped on the shoulder of uh, Adolin, who turns around and they've started conversation up again. Oh, Catalina, sorry, did I... Um, is there something I can help you with? We would like to meet her. I see. I can arrange that. Um, not on such short notice, as you understand. Today, tomorrow morning. Yes. Early. He sort of describes a place. Mm-hmm. He, in fact, he says, "I, in fact, I could um, walk you home the scenic route and show you where I might be. And he turns sure. to the party behind you and says, I don't believe I've met your travelling company. I'm Adolin. 
And he holds out his hand. I grab it. Delvin. Pleasure, sir. I haven't met you, and uh, Catalina hasn't said much about you. Clinician. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't expect her to. I'm just a... Now can I make my general knowledge Yeah, go on. <laughs> One, Whoa. two, four three, successes. four. You know that he's overstepping his boundaries. If she disclosed that he is teaching a group yep. of children, that is out of order. Yep. I give him a, a, a smile and I'm like, I love hearing about uh, Thanissian men who are a little bit more adaptable than others. He look looks a little shocked and look, looks at Catalina like I I I'm gonna kick Delvin <laughs> in the leg. <laughs> I I would. Uh, and you, sir, you're from far west. Uh, he's very quickly changing the conversation. This Delvin's is like, just gonna finish. It, not let him. I, I'm gonna. Delvin's just like, um, come on, mate, turn your shame into pride, and then smiles. Our other companion. <laughs> Greetings, I am Brick. You must have travelled very far to get here, but um, I um, I'm afraid I'm aware of the awful circumstances under which that takes place. I, I sincerely give my great condolences for your your people's situation, um, and my respects for the loss of any of your kinsmen. How does Brick respond to that? As in, sorry for my people, as in, like, the fact that the Phelan call... They were attacked. The whole... Like, everyone knows that. Yeah, but just in that one village. Yeah, but, yeah, like, a, a lot of Phelan call were killed and burnt, and so were Phelan. So okay. he's just acknowledging what a lot of people aren't okay. um, to you to sort of say, essentially, like... I I just I couldn't understand where you're coming from, but I know it's a place of pain, so he wants to just I lost many brothers that day. I'm terribly sorry to hear it, and you must sorely miss home. And you find yourself in odd parts compared to where you come from, I'm sure. Everywhere and, that isn't home is odd. And you, little miss and he gets down on his knees and Medela sort of like shyly sort of tucks behind brick for a moment. Oh, no, no, no. I uh, I mean no harm, of course. I'm, I've never met a little Phelan girl before. She doesn't really say anything. Well, I believe I have a friend I might be introducing you tomorrow who is just under your age. Maybe you could teach her a few things about where you come from. And she, like, shyly sort of, like, looks a bit flushed. Anyway, he stands up and says... Let me show you where to go. And he sort of guides you through some alleys to some back streets. Little, you know, we're getting less, um, it's later in the afternoon at this point. People are sort of wandering home in the streets as you're heading to get less busy. It's a good 10 minute walk out of the way of where you would be heading back to. Mm -hmm. It sort of points you out to a little alcove that seems quite cosy um, and a place that seems to be occasionally so there's some plate some crates and things that might be used to seats at the moment it's empty but he sort of shows you here and says um i, I can meet you here tomorrow just after sunrise nice and early mm-hmm. no worries cool. i'll see you then we'll meet them nice and to meet head you about away. Then. you head back to the inn you were at or are you going to stay at the a different inn 
back to the sheep back skin. Back to the skin. Sheep skin. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to stay? No. no. Let's stay in town. In the Golden Oak. If we can find somewhere that will have us. Might I suggest you go back? <laughs> no, I'll leave, I'll leave it to you guys. Okay, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back. It would be simpler. Further. Okay, if it's simpler and we know we've got it, we'll go back. We also know what to expect as well. Cool. Mm. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll just call it the, an average night. You we just back, have a sleep. Yep. yep. Go back to sleepy, Snooze. sleepy beep, and mm. you'll wake up in the morning, and we'll pick up where we left off in the next chapter. Will we? <sighs> Maybe. We'll find out. Maybe some we stuff will happen. Maybe it won't. we get, like, a little taster of what we're leading into? We Do go we? to our adventure? No, it's fine. It's late. You dream of a prophecy. No, <laughs> That's what I was after. No, I wanted the uh, prophecy dream. All right. Wait, a vision. A vision occurs. You see in the horizon some patrons. <gasps> you feel thankful to this patron whose name is sponsored by Ray Shadow <laughs> Legends. Go to the tavern to get the new champion. Insert champion. Yeah, uh, this video is not sponsored by Rage Shadow Legends. It is sponsored by World Anvil. Oh my gosh. The Dark Fox. Professor X, 1718. Deagle Duck. Rain Eye. Earth Angels Nick! AJ Macy. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Thank you. Thank you. Or as we might also say, Domo Arigato on behalf of Mr. Roboto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for your support. We'll see you all in the next chapter. And we'll see our Bye. patrons in our after party. See you later. Bye. Bye.